recently, there's been a debate over whether or not HBCUs are still relevant, so let's settle it. Cause you see, since 1837 until today, the fact still remains that the HBCU experience is a different world. No Dwayne Wayne. But if you've never been a part of it, you probably can't understand why we know the cheerleaders' entire routines, and yes, we'll do them from the stands. Why we leave football games after halftime, cause we know it's all about the band. Why homecoming is a holiday, a reunion, and a fashion show. And why the cab food is like that one ex who always disappoints, yet you keep going back for more. But beyond all that, HBCUs have a rich history and a legacy to uphold. They're a reminder of how far we've come, but how far we still have to go. What's going on, everybody? It's Travis P. Jackson, CEO and founder of HBCU Pride Nation. And this is Meet Me at the Cab, the podcast. I'm about to swipe in the team. What's up, great people? It's your girl, Zena C. Johnson C. Smith University. It's your boy, Davro T. Massey, representing Winston Southern State University. It's your boy, Darius Welch, representing Livingstone College. It's your girl, Ebony Funderburg, representing Winston Salem State University. And it's Rika Pesos, representing the only HBCU in Charlotte, North Carolina, Johnson C. Smith University. And my team, full of entrepreneurs, full of great people that did great things at their HBCUs. You have the conversation, but you also have the syllabus. On the syllabus, you have, did you know what will be facts about HBCUs? The game, Never Have I Ever, the bookstore, and the entree. And the purpose of Meeting at the Cap, the podcast, is to bring the HBCU experience to your ears. Today's episode, and it's the first episode, is called The Orientation. Y'all remember when we was trying to decide which school that we wanted to go to while we was in high school? It was senior year. We really didn't like know what we were going to do. But I don't know if y'all had the same experience, but I've been on like HBCU tours and I had the HBCU come and talk to uh, us in the high in high school, and I just knew that I wanted to go to an HBCU, specifically A and T. Uh, so let's get into this, right? The orientation. What led y'all to attend an HBCU? Zena. What's up? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Miss Collins? I am absolutely amazing. That's good. That's good. So, talk to us about your. What was your orientation experience like? Um, it was dope. We actually had two. Um, we had this thing called Golden Bull Academy, which is they've discontinued it at the moment, but I think there should be a reboot, to be honest with you. But it was like a two or three day experience. You stayed in the dorm rooms, the upperclassmen dorm rooms. So you know, you know that's how they do it. They put you in the the nice joint, They put us in there. They gave they gave these little um, high school graduates a, a whiff of freedom. 
your parents ain't there, you know, there's a there's a store on the on the corner that sells MD twenty twenty and and uh, and Cisco and all of that. You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you just have options and uh, nobody's telling you what time to go to sleep. So it was it was a mix between actually enjoying signing up for classes and going and learning those processes. Or processes, I don't know, however you want to say that. One of the two. It's one of the two. Um, and and actually getting to know the folks that were were um, that you were gonna be going to school with. So it was super dope. And then the actual orientation was like welcome week. That was pretty lit too, but nothing topped Golden Bull Academy. Okay. Nothing. So we got we got Winston Salem State University. Yeah. Yes. And we got here. Yeah. <laughs> Ramdition. Ramdish. No, that was y'all. Welcome week. How was y'all orientation? Well, orientation. I uh, I don't remember orientation. Though. Yeah, why I don't remember. I don't remember because I I think that I was there, but I wasn't there. Like you sort of kind of you're in the you're in your own world. Like you're trying to piece everything together, you're meeting people, I remember that part, but Rambition Week is what I remember. Okay, Dad, right. what's your remember? So, um, yeah, when I came in, uh, we came in the last orientation session of that you know, summer, so we came in in July, and um, like Ian said, we stayed overnight, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. we stayed in the dorm, uh, that's actually where I met, like, Three of my dudes, like on that day, you know, so that's really what's yeah. looking about it for me. That's like, that's I, just, I, I met one, and he had met another one, and then we linked all linked up between sessions or whatever. Oh, like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need. So yeah, so um, but yeah, we got a little work for freedom, like we have a little little baby. Little baby Jim Jam, I guess, or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Tour, you know what I mean? And so just being around, like she said, you know, uh, on just that one day, it was like, yo, like we was up by like three, four in the morning, like yeah. up on the yard, you know what I mean? So, so that's what that's what it's been like for me. You, you, you was up, you was up there like uh, like the women and everything that was on. Detroit. Mm -hmm. 
Or the mystery uh, bag or whatnot. Uh, so so they'll be like, bet. Yeah. Right, yeah, I'll go get them. You dig what I'm that's saying? That's still a super flex, though. Maybe that is. You know, so boom. We get down here. We you ain't had a choice. No, but it was cool, though. We came down here and we played clean college. Okay. Like, it was like a South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. They came up, we played. It was good. Next morning, woke us up early to play Livingstone team. Uh, hand it to them, take spots. Oh. Boom. Coach sent us up to, well, hey, okay. you know what I'm saying? Slippy, you never real fan. Humble, humble, Handed it to him. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so when you say handed it to him, what did you hand him? I mean, lit. It was five L's in a row. <laughs> by that time, Coach was like, here go y'all pay for it. The rest of y'all go in that room real fast. Yeah. yeah. We heard a couple comments. We said, ooh, yeah, we took this time. <laughs> we can all come down here. So we all made a pack. Me, my older brother, a couple of the homies. And we was like, man, let's all just go here. That's dope. That's and treat it like this. We gonna live the life like we in the city still. Yeah, that's so good stuff. We brought winning and it was a real that's good experience. My sister yeah. pesos. That was what was orientation like or how did I get there? How you get there, sis? See, I didn't even want to go to college. I was headed into the military. Ooh. My grandfather was military. Oh. My dad was military. And so I was like, I'm going to the military. My mom let me take the test and everything. And then told the recruiter I had asthma. Mm. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you laughed. And parents are so good. I don't know. 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 Okay. Let's get it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm here for parents that. are creative. Mom, what's going on? That's the divine intervention. Mama said, no. And so the recruiter, like, it came to my house, and my mom was like, oh, yeah. she Like I said, she let me take the test, and it was like, oh, yeah, she got asthma, chronic asthma. Chronic. <laughs> she packed all her stuff up and shook my hand. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, you can't ever join. Yeah, wow. So I was like, all right, what am I about to do now? And my mother was like, well, you can go to college. if you." And she said, if you go to college, I'll help you as long as you're in school. Um, but if you don't go to college, you got six months to get out of my house. Well, that's why she said she had it. So I was like, all right, I'm working at Little Caesars. I, I can't get out in six months. Like, all right. And I had already done the common application because my grades were always good. Um, but I was on probation. And the band director at JCSU at the time, I had never heard of JCSU, mm -hmm. um, was the old band director from my high school. So mm -hmm. he came back and did recruitment. Mm -hmm. okay. And he was like, look, just come down, check it out, see if you like it. I still thought, like, North Carolina was, like, horseback riding. <laughs> that's that's the a hater. Fun, I mean, she's like, number two. It's that's all we know, though. Yeah. That's all we're so talking about. To, um, Golden Bull Academy. It was at, like, three-day weekend in July. Mm -hmm. And it was, the food was banging. They tricked me. Yeah. They tricked me. <laughs> I told you, they pulled out all the stuff. The food is always the great. The food is always great. Yeah. Orientation of homecoming. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's like, like, where are these wings at? <laughs> on a regular Friday. They put us in the upperclassmen dorm. So I'm yeah. like, about this house. This is where we're going to stay. I'm like, oh, this is where we're 
They got us with the okie doke. They did. And then they threw the gym party in our class was like, our freshman class was like 800. So our gym party was a for real gym party. Yeah. And so they really got me with the okie doke. And I was like, oh, this is lit. I'm happy. And that was it. It was like, yeah, all right. All the paperwork and it was JC and So, never have I ever. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's a hard one. Mm. Never have I ever. Never have mm. I ever. Never have I ever missed a day of orientation for whatever reason. Now, I was a nerd. I was in that dream. Go ahead. Turn my cup up. Go ahead and not set like I hope Anybody else? No. Okay, I'm the only one. You're the only oh, one. Okay. You should have been at orientation. Oh, <laughs> I feel like they pleaded the fifth. I plead the fifth. And you all can plead the fifth. I respect your honesty. <laughs> but me, I went to the illustrious North Carolina A&T State University, okay? And, um... <laughs> <laughs> and I um I, I went to the I went to the last hub. Dang, 
I was sitting in the van driving these things. I already had to fail my own. That's real though. <laughs> we went to uh, Harrison Auditorium, and like y'all know, y'all know that know me. I'm loud. So, <laughs> as soon as I went up in there, I was like, hey, hey, everybody doing, what's going on? And I was just starting connecting with so many different people. And one of the upper class was like, bro, why you so loud? I was like, man, why you looking at me like that? Like, what's wrong? And, and just like the whole entire time, because we have a very big campus. Just walk in and they was like, who who would love to be the leader of the group? And I was like, me. Me, <laughs> <laughs> raised my hand and everything. And then um, we had this party, bro. Oh my God. It was in the old Memorial Student Union before it got broken down and we had to build this big old mall that's on our campus now, right? Students, we had uh, career services, uh, student oh, these affairs. Are like administrative we had oh, everything. So, exactly. Hey, 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 let me tell you something. Speaking of that, you can buy some shoes on the HBCU campus. That, that's was everything. But I went undecided. My major was undecided. So what is he? Nothing. I mean, so you you telling us that when you went to orientation, like you decided on that that moment that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the, the freshman class president. Yeah. That's pretty lit. That's no, because, that's real. But no, but, 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 but
uh, the president at the time, the row, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, orientation, I walked up to him, because he had on a suit, and he was walking around in the cab, shaking people's hands. So I was like, oh, you're a student? And he's like, yeah, I'm SGA president. And I was like, I'm going to have your job. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I became SGA president. I was That's in the crazy. Ram Shack. And um, Ram Shack? Yeah. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? That chicken. I was in the I was in the ranch that one day chilling. Using all, we used to, man, we used to all of the all of the all rain the swipe, all the swipes up the yeah. first couple couple of weeks. Anyway, we in that chilling, and just like your experience, Mister Winston State, he comes in and he's walking around talking to people. He's this kind of person, just generally, you know what I'm saying? But he walk around laughing, talking. I'm like, Walking through here talking to everybody. That's Mr. Ram right there. I said, Oh, okay, Mr. Ram, that's me. You know what I mean? So that was like in the second week of my freshman year. So I knew from that moment I was going to be manifestation. Then you want to tell the people you you wasn't the only Mr. Winston Salem State University, but you you want to tell them also who you were? Okay, so I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if I I was Mr. Winston Salem State. University 2009 2010. Uh-huh. And then um, and then I had the great pleasure of serving as Mr. Historical Black College University. Oh, nice. 2010 yes, 2011. Is that yes, the Atlanta joint? No, that's that we were actually at Lincoln University. Oh, okay. Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. See, that was my introduction to uh HBCUs. Lincoln. Lincoln in Missouri. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Talk brother. about that. Well, I had a uh, I got a big brother who played ball, and I got an older cousin who on VH1 Black in Chicago. Yes, sir. Don. Yes, sir. Same with the sport. That's my man. That's my that's big cousin, though, because him going there, that's the reason why my big brother went there. So mm-hmm. then next year, you know, of course, I'm a senior in high school. Hey, big bro, I got four days, five days off. I'm coming up there. It's just a train ride from Chicago, you did. So... We go there, they the man, they hooping, they the I'm partying. I'm living the life. It's all black girls around me. I'm senior. They think I'm my brother twin. I'm winning. I'm going to an HBC. My brother got recruited by John C. Smith and he came down. So he did like a little orientation a little bit, but it was like, like I said, I never experienced that, but so it's like those times was my orientations to, oh, that's what the HBCU was like. Yep. Say less. <laughs> it's kind of like for the South, I had a cousin that went to uh, UT Martin. So them being in the South and how they was, they was live. I just was like, I got to go to the South to an HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> so I had brought it all together by my senior year. I was convinced I'm going to go to an HBCU when it's done. And see, yeah, mine was the opposite. My sister had went to Howard, and I had gotten a four-year four ride to Morgan. And like I said, I did the comment app. But I was like, I don't want to be... My dad was in D.C., my sister was in Shout D.C. Shout out to the so, so I'm like, yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, no, I need to get away from family. And so I was the first in my family to come down, like, this far south. And it's lit. Yeah. I can dig it. 
Um, when you were talking, it made me it made me think about um, my going back to Golden Bull Academy. So I went, and your parents kind of like hung around because Golden Bull Academy wasn't just for you know for students. It was for the parents to get oriented with the school as well. Surprisingly, because a lot of them don't let you talk to um, admin. Anyway, so we're there. Y'all in high school, I cut all the way up. Like, I just, I, like, all the, it means that I majored in people in high school. Like, I I only cared about, you know, I only cared about parties and and getting to know people and everything. And so I'd be, like, having D's at midterms and then turn around and pull out B's type of, type of Mm -hmm. drink. So I, I didn't really get into other schools like that. You know, I should have, but I didn't. And um, so when Smith came around, I had decided I was going to Smith when I was like eight years old. That's a whole nother story for for another moment. But I'm on Smith's campus, mind you. I told y'all I just I I met, I, I, I uh, majored in people. I wasn't great in academics, but my pops ruled, and he did all the behind the scenes work and didn't even tell me until it was already done. So his rule was if I was going to go to Smith, I had to be in honors college. So that's an honest college. Oh, whoa, 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 that's so bad. What you not gonna do is come on my age. I love y'all. I love y'all. That's what you not gonna do. Well, I do love A&T. You want to talk about all those unofficial Uh-oh. alumni who come back from Oklahoma, come back and graduated? Since you want to talk about it? Hey, let me tell you something. We don't, we don't want to talk, talk, talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it because me and my sister graduated from A&T. Okay, so we don't fit in that mode. All right, so. And I'm going to give you a pass because my daddy and my brother and my grandpa went to A&T. So I'm, I'm going to give you a pass yeah, for the moment, okay? It is a great school. I'm, the number I'm, that comes in versus the number that comes <laughs> out hey. is pretty apparent. But at the same time, the number that that uh, comes into Josh C. Smith is less than what goes out of A&T. Ah. First of all, the school sizes are different. Like, right. I'm not gonna let the school sizes are right. you're not a little bit That's what you're not gonna do. Hey, but but I'm just so talking about it. Y'all share that. Y'all that's share that. I'm feeling attacked. But it, but we no, love you. We're not we were blue and gold first. 
the orientation. They said that they said look to your left, look to yes. your right. Yep. Somebody might somebody's not gonna finish. Yep. Well, that was the stone it. they stuck through all the way into the first like you going for Christmas. Listen, they leave with that point three. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, so I first it to the end, yeah, it was lit. <laughs> he said I already paid for this rent, so yeah. I'm gonna stay here. Listen, <laughs> a lot of people was that way. A lot of people was definitely that way. Like, oh, it's lit lit. So 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 I, I I think I think a great place to go is why should students attend HBCU? I think it was the best decision that my mama made for me, but I'm glad she made it for me. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna go to HBCU. She put me in Campus Connections. Campus Connections, we tour all the HBCUs up the East Coast. So I got to do it for two years. And what was his name, the director? Um, Mr. Balkum. Yeah. Him and his yeah. wife. Shout out to Mr. Um, Balkum. Who who made sure that we got they never let us go there at homecoming though. Cause they mm -hmm. were just like, we don't want you to, you know, get a false narrative. But I was like, that's cool. But mm -hmm. we got to go to the games and we got to experience it. And I'm glad my mom was like, Look, you can go to this PWI, mm -hmm. which will be yeah. Cause she went to a PWI. She was like, I wish I would have known then what I know now. Mm -hmm. So because I know it. I'm gonna tell you. I think it'd be the best decision you ever made. That's real. And yeah. I am so glad that she was like, "All right, you go to HBCU, and we're gonna call it quits." I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." <laughs> it was over. So I think you know, being around people who want to learn, who look like you, who are willing to grow and being around your elders who are wanting to teach you, wanting to show you, wanting to guide you. I think that's going to be the best thing for any individual who might be trying to still find their way. Mm -hmm. I can agree. I think yeah, that's like good. For me, because uh, I had family. I had three, well, yeah, three cousins. One, she actually became a cousin. She got married to one. But no, four. Yeah, I have four cousins that went to LaSalle State. And my first, first introduction to them, my cousin played basketball. And um, my senior year, a few of us rolled up and went to a game at the Coliseum. They were playing, mm -hmm. they were playing Johnson Smith, matter of fact. Look at that. And, um, <laughs> and like, like the environment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Band. What? Yeah. Band lit. Um, of course, the game was lit. And then you talk about the cheerleaders, you know. Yeah, it's a little got this little post-game situation they do. Y'all got the best and cheerleaders, I, I said, oh, man. So, yeah. it, it just, <laughs> it, felt, it really felt like home. And then, yeah. I remember we went to the campus. Uh, we went and, um, to his dorm. Um, shout out. Feel like whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. went yeah. there. And then, so, the, the like she said, seeing people like you, right? Yeah. So, I went to a predominantly white high school, yeah. and you know I always had good grades or whatever. Like, you had braids too. I'm getting there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you remember back then, you know, '06, we had tall tees, you know, slap socks, forces, you know what yeah. I mean? Slap yeah. socks was cool. So I was, you know, I was, you know, captain basketball team, football team, good grades.
but I didn't really want to play football, but I ended up playing football Wednesday. Anyways, my point is, I was trying to be black. You were right? trying to be black. I'm trying to be black with the, the image, right? Yeah. Braids, the tall teeth. Not saying it's not black, but it's not the totality of being black. Right. right. And so my point is, when I went with some state, I saw various black people that were all doing their thing. And I said, wait a minute. Now, I was still who I was. I wasn't faking who I was. But, but, I mean, just a case case in point. Second semester, T-shirts got a little slimmer. Jeans got a little slimmer. I cut my braids sophomore year because football. We had the initiation or whatever, so I cut my stuff off, right? But I'm like, yo, that's, like, we allow media. Like, we don't really, I don't think we really understand how powerful media is. Because they give us an image, and we're yes. trying to portray that rather than being who we truly are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what, that's, that's what it was for me. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, okay, let's get it then. You know what I mean? So seeing people that was, like you said, SGA uh, president, melting pot. Mr. One Sound State, <laughs> Royal Court, you know what I mean? That experience. And you seeing like the upperclassmen? Like when you go in the yard and you seeing the alphas, the deltas, uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. like, mm-hmm. like yo, like this is where I'm this supposed to be. Up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's that's how this what drew me in. You know what I mean? I'm glad, like I'm glad I did it because I probably could have went anywhere, but ain't nothing. Nothing. That's real. That's why it like it's really fits in me off when people say. I'm not going to HBCU. I want to be around diversity. Right. You operate. That really pisses me yeah. off. Yeah. That's how I themselves. I don't never understand that. But yeah. you're assuming that all black people are the, the same. same. Right. That's okay. right. For me, I like went to HBCU. I grew up in Richmond. And mm-hmm. at the time when I graduated, we had the number two highest murder rate in the country. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. first, when I got to an HBCU campus, it was the first time that I saw black people in a suit that weren't going to a funeral or a courthouse. Mm-hmm. It's and mm-hmm. it, like, to every second, hold on, Say it again. <laughs> when I went to HBCU, it, for real, it was the first time I saw black people in suits that weren't going to a courtroom or a funeral. Wow. Or church on Easter. Mm-hmm. That was life changing. Yeah. Um, it like I say all the time, you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. And yeah. I saw at an HBCU black excellence. Like they yeah. are yes. hugs yes. like black That's excellence. It. That's it. And That's it. it like really reaffirmed that we are excellent. You can be black excellence. And people hold you accountable too. Yeah. Yeah. People are holding yeah. you accountable and expecting you to do Yes. What you came there to do. Yes. And then it was also like, if they didn't hold you accountable, that wasn't your real friend. Exactly. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. 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 It's for teachers, though. Yeah, yeah. you're professors. Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, I came in Winston. I was not undecided. I wanted to go into PR. 
And because powers at me, that didn't work. So I was walking on campus. I said, okay, girl, you trying to get out of here in three and a half years. You don't want to stay here too long. You so guys went in three and a half years? I finished in three and a half years. So wow. because of motorsports management, I had to finish out, you know, my internship or whatever. But I, I knocked it out. And I was just like, I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to be here long. So, but um, I was walking around campus. So I said, okay, what are you going to do? What's your next move? So I was walking on the breezeway going, I don't know where I was supposed to be going, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get there. And I saw um, Zena sitting at, uh, sitting at the race car. They had a stock car um, in the we had a middle model. of the breezeway, late model stock car. Um, and I was like, oh, let me go see who she is. She's like, hi, I'm Zena Conway. <laughs> um, professor Motorsports Management Program, you know, have you ever thought about it? And I was like, no, I have not. And she was like, oh, I think you're real cool. And I think I vibed with her. And because I saw somebody that looked like me and was in front of a car, I was like, this works. This is this is it. So I would say, like you know, she's been my mentor and the reason why Aww, I decided I to you, decided to you know go to more sports management, which was, was dope. So how it feels to be on a podcast? It's weird, um, but I love it. Um, <laughs> I have thoroughly enjoyed watching Ebony grow from. Did I meet you sophomore year or freshman year? I was a sophomore. You know, like seeing sophomore Ebony, vouching for sophomore Ebony even behind closed doors and, and really recognizing the greatness within her and seeing her thriving and building in her own brands now and doing, because you've been to grad school and everything, like seeing everything that, like when odds were against Not her. Not only grad school, University of Miami. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Daytona, 
I showed out. That's what we do at HBCUs. Yeah, when, when you give us an opportunity, yeah. we we gonna, we gonna you know burn up the pavement. That's just that's just how it is. Cause you need to leave a lasting you need to leave a lasting impression. So when I left, I actually had a full ride to Howard too. So shout out 1867 fan, uh, Howard University. I had a full ride to Howard where I got my master's in mass communication media studies. Um, or media research, however you wanna you wanna um, document that. And when I graduated, it was I, I got a phone call from NASCAR asking from someone in NASCAR asking if I was interested in teaching. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm 24. Like, what you talking about? I'm trying to go get a job. I just graduated from from grad school. I'm trying to chill. And she was like, well, it's a job, so what you gonna do? And um, I took the job. I um, I fought with teaching and being 24 and just wanting to bartend, because I was a bartender too. So it was, it was rough, but at the same time, it was essential. And I love the the lives I got to touch in the in the meantime, as well as the the impact I made with with NASCAR and the motorsports industry just across the, across the board, because we didn't just focus on NASCAR. We no, did IndyCar, we did, we did Formula one. one, we did all of it. So it was it was definitely an experience. Don't allow anybody to ever tell you that HBCUs is will pigeonhole you. Pigeonhole and we you. got free trips. And we got yeah. free trips. We got free trips. So now, so now going to watch. Um, because you you get a chance to be yourself. I think going attending an HBCU allows you to remove race out of the conversation. You get to focus on other facets and assets of your of your life, and that is essential because so many times we're not um, we're not afforded that right. So it, it's kind of like uh, black privilege. You you get to go there and you get to be yourself. Hey, so um, yes, my segment is Ask the Nation. So every week we're gonna post a question to you all. We want you to um, stay tuned to the uh, Instagram. Uh, and your answer, you know, you might get swiped in the cab. You know. So let's see what's on the menu this week. Uh, the question this week was posted for the nation was, uh, how did you choose your HBCU? So let's see who we're going to swipe in real quick. All right. First, we have Ali underscore Conte, that's C-O-N-T-E-H. Uh, he said, at first, I wanted to do OT at DSU, but there was no program. So I went along with the, uh, the psychology. I uh, stayed in the program all four years, graduated May 2020, and then we switched uh, from OT to gerontology, where he is currently um, trying to study and pursue his career in. So, uh, shout out to you, Ali. Uh, we got Beyond underscore motivated. That my dad introduced me to the wonders of technology early on. All right, and um, then we have uh, Tip Though 17. She says, I wanted uh, an open and up. Oh, I messed that up. I'm sorry. Hold on. Open and nice. <laughs> that hurts in his hand. Right. Open. Wanted open. Uh, uh, wanted. I guess she was trying to say, I wanted I want an it. upscale nightclub, but she said, wanted. 
open a upscale night. Maybe she, she, she wanted to open an upscale nightclub. Night okay. She got a drawer. So she went to the at night. Maybe we should omit that. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, I wanted an upscale nightclub. Saying like she wanted them vibes. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I got my last person. All right. And uh, let's see what we're going to swipe in. Um, uh, we got S. Funch 01 who says, My fifth grade teacher told me my handwriting is so bad and I've been that up. Ah, crap, I'm sorry. Let's see what we're going to swipe in. We got S. Funch 01. He says, My fifth grade teacher told me my handwriting was so bad I have to be a doctor. I've been a PA for 17 years. You know what I mean? All so, right. hey. That's what we started yeah. today. That's what we mean. Kudos to him, but I, I really feel some type of way about the teacher, like just dictating everything at that point in time in his life. Hey, but he stopped doing that. Look, I'm 17 years. Great advice. Get them coins. That's what great advice. Right. Right. Get them coins. Learn with him at a young age. Right. Hey, it works. That's real. So that was a great point, Zena. Being just being able to learn how to be yourself. Yeah. Because when it came to me and choosing the HBCU, when I went to my HBCU campus, I felt like I can be who I was. I can dig it. Right? Um, I didn't understand who I would be introduced to in terms of like who I became at my HBCU. But my HBCU experience, it like changed my life completely. That's why I have HBCU Pride Nation now because of the fact that the love that I have for A&T, it went through all HBCUs. And when you think about the history of HBCUs, and you think about the history of like who paved the way for us to be here today, majority of them went to HBCUs, right? And then also the, the deepest, deepest thing for why I went to an HBCU was because I didn't have a relationship with my father. And my father, he used to be like a drug addict, alcohol abuser, everything like that. And he's been clean for 16 years. But because of the fact that he lives uh, 10 minutes away from uh, A&T, it gave me four years to build a great relationship with my father. And I also forgave him for what I went through in my childhood. You feel what I'm saying? And then I became who I am today because of A&T. And then when it comes to how my, my company got started and everything, just like the platform that we're on, I graduated in four years. But just like you said that we you major in people, I majored in SGA. I, ma I majored in serving people. And I didn't really look out for myself, so I got disqualified from being SGA president. Mm -hmm. And then this whole platform started. So I believe that I believe that prospective students should should attend the HBCU so they can find their why mm -hmm. and they can find their purpose mm -hmm. of what yeah. life is. I respect it. Because it fed me so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, right. So. Right. Right. I can dig it. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. So the entree, y'all, what's for lunch? Shoot, man. Um, so the entree, the entree is basically when I get my food for thoughts. And the food for thought today is to never confuse 
moving around a lot just getting a lot done. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. My vice president gave I was I was going through a hard time where it was in my mental, I was hitting depression and I felt depleted in my VP, which I put in all my interviews. Ebony Funderburg, the goat, my dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she 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 spoke to me and because of the fact that success to me is always tangible, like I'm used to traveling across the country and speaking at HBCU, speaking at conferences, and doing a lot of different things because of COVID-19, it was like, bruh, I'm not doing anything. And she specifically said, don't confuse moving around a lot with getting a lot done. Just because you're moving around a lot, just because you're on a lot of flights, just because you're on a lot of stages, just because you think that you're doing a lot doesn't mean that you're being productive and doesn't mean that you're getting a lot done. And when she said that, it just revitalized me all the way. So whatever you all are going through, know that this is your time to flush out all the kinks in your business, in your dreams, in your job, and just keep going. And again, don't confuse Moving a lot, moving around a lot, but getting a lot done. So that's the entree for today. Hey, like that. I am nice and full. Yeah. I appreciate that. So closing, how can how can the audience get in touch with y'all, man? Okay. Well, um, what's up, y'all? It's your girl Zena C. You can find me on social, whether it be Twitter, Instagram. At semiotics, that's S E M I, the number zero, T I K Z. Um, and uh, yeah, y'all yeah. can find me online. I, like I said earlier, I'm a graduate of Johnson C. Smith University, class of 2008. And uh, just because I feel like being extra right now, I graduated in uh, and as a, a communications major, you know, from both Smith and um. <coughs> Howard University, mm-hmm. you know, I got my master's degree from there, so, well, you know. Well, once you graduate from Johnson C. Smith in the position, uh, Oh, yeah, well, that's true, too. So, at Johnson C. Smith University, I was SGA president, I was valedictorian, and uh, for the res, I was chapter president of the Gamma Lambda chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So, thanks for that. <laughs> yo, yo, it's your boy now, real T. Massey, once again. Look, I got to let you know where I'm from. I'm from Waxhaw. So when you look <laughs> at my Instagram, which is soon to change. So because <laughs> I got to do some other things. But currently is Waxhaw Man. W A X H A W underscore M A N. That's a man with three N. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Gabriel T. Massey. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a graduate of the illustrious Winston Salem State University. I was a graduate in 2010 with a Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science. And um, 
Yeah, I'm a resident here in Charlotte, man. So I'm just so glad y'all guys are tuning in. Tell them what you do. And we're looking forward to letting you know what I do. And that is, uh, I am a financial strategist at Millennium Financial Group here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, the president, owner, CEO, Mr. Richard Lewis, is a graduate of FAMU. Uh, so we have, um, you know, agency relation there. Uh, what we focus on is um, tax-free retirement planning. So uh, we want to help you to grow your money, uh, productive, but also safe. And by the time you get done working, your money is going to be working for you, and it's all going to be tax-free. So uh, you'll be seeing more about that. Stuff. Big facts, dog. facts, facts. You got big dog. <laughs> you, already know. No, you got it. My, uh, Welch. I'm, I'm Welch, D. Welch, Darius. You feel what I'm saying? Um, you catch me on IG, Young Welch. Young, if y'all know how to spell that, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but I can spell it out for y'all. And why you in G? That's how it is. Something you can spell it. So, you know what? Why O? W-E-L-C-H, like the Jews. Like the Jews. He got the Jews. He got the Jews. Something like that. Something like that. Graduated from Livingstone College. 2016, almost forgot. Um, yeah, like with actually a social work degree, a lot of people be surprised, but you know, <laughs> I love the mentor, so you know what it is. Um, also, 2014 CIAA champ. Hey. For anybody who was in the CI at that time at Winston or Smith. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, um, it's all love because you know when you like big dog myself that's what happens when you mention Livingstone College <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get it to my homegirl who went to <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Ebony. Again, um, Instagram is leave it to number two, Ebony. Um, and that's E-B-O-N-E-E, not a Y nor an I. Um, uh, I am CEO and founder of Core 21 Management, which is a branding and management company that will operations and um, branding your brands and really creating a space for you to enter into social media, as well as helping you learn how to operate. Um, those brands. VP, COO, Travis's right hand for HBCU Pride Nation. Yes, well, um, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I went to the incomparable Winston-Salem State University, <laughs> motorsports management major. Um, um, glad, graduate, excuse me, 2015. Um, and then I got my master's at the University of Miami, uh, 2019 in communications. Squad. Rika? Rapunzel! What you got? I'm <laughs> <laughs> on pesos. It's hey, your girl, Rika Pesos. I'm on every social media platform as Rika Pesos. That's R-I-K-A-P-S-O-S. 
Um, graduated again from the only HBCU in Charlotte, North Carolina, Johnson hey. C. Smith University. Much like Zena, hey. my sore and predecessor. Hey. I was SGA president. Hey. Member of the <laughs> Lambda chapter of Delta Sigma. Okay, hey. And I am currently a, a grinder entrepreneur. The founder of Educated Hoodlums, the brand, the podcast, it's a luxury lifestyle brand for the urban intellectual. That's right, we can navigate the boardroom and the block parties. Hey! Okay. <laughs> Get you out, baby. <clears throat> right, and I'm, <laughs> I'm Travis P. Jackson. You know yeah, I am Travis P. Jackson, CEO and founder of HCC Pride Nation. Uh, speaker, motivator, friend, um, uh, God is good, amen? Amen. So, you know, we here. Meet us at the cast. Meet us at the cast. <laughs> Meet us the at podcast. the cast. The podcast. The podcast. HBCU Pride. Y'all follow us and make it happen, yo. Thank y'all. Be good. <laughs> <laughs>